Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Live. We are continuing our journey with natural law. This is going to be part two or the second principle uh, in the seven hermetic principles uh, in natural law. So before we get into our conversation today, I just want to give everybody a warm welcome. Thank you so much for being here. If you're joining us live, hello. Uh, we appreciate the live support and uh, just a few announcements before we get into our presentation. Uh, one, we now have our uh, archived episodes on Spotify and iTunes. So if you are uh, not already registered for a free membership in the Sacred Anarchy Mystery School, where you can actually watch the episodes where the presentations are housed, uh, then that would be the place to go and watch the videos. But if you're just wanting to listen in your car or on a walk, uh, you can definitely download um, the podcast app and listen to us on iTunes or Spotify under Sacred Anarchy. So that's brand new. And then also the Sacred Anarchy Society. I'm going to be talking about that at the end of our class today. So if you haven't already joined, uh, we have created a parallel society and we would love to have you join. So without further ado, I want to give a warm welcome to my co-host, Chad. What's up, y'all? Awesome. So let's go ahead and get into today's uh, conversation around the principle of correspondence. It's a little quick refresher from, from last week, if you weren't... Uh, uh, if you've not watched it yet, natural law, natural being inherent, uh, having a basis in nature, reality, truth, not made or caused by humankind, um, law, an existing condition, which is both binding and immutable. It cannot be changed. Uh, natural law is a universal spiritual law, which governs the consequences of behavior for intelligent species, meaning beings that are capable of coming to an understanding of their own existence and their consciousness and are capable of understanding the objective difference between harmful and non-harmful behavior towards themselves and other beings. This does not include the animal kingdom. Last week, we went over the principle of mentalism. Uh, this week will be correspondence, followed by vibration, polarity, rhythm, cause and effect, and gender. Moving forward. All right. Fresh, fresh material. So the principle of correspondence uh, states, that which is above is like to that which is below. That which is below is like to that which is above. The macrocosm, the totality of Everything and the microcosm, the individual units of consciousness, which comprise the whole, are reflections of one another. The universe is self-similar across all scales. So this image is such a great uh, um, visual for what we're talking about here. So if you haven't heard the terms macrocosm or microcosm before, these were terms. These are terms we're definitely going to be using pretty uh, frequently in our conversations here at Sacred Anarchy. So it's good to get familiar with what these mean. So if you think of yourself, not just a physical vessel, but a minuscule version of the universe. So think of it in terms of there is that you are a hologram of a larger hologram. You can even think of it for the computer nerds out there, like a pixel within a larger image, um, meaning that if you bite size it down, you're still getting every single thing that the larger version has, but in a more minuscule version. So, uh, you know, this really pertains to understanding that the universe is magical and therefore you are also magical. So when you start to see yourself as a microcosm, not just uh, a human or uh, a person with a body, but actually a vehicle that contains everything that the universe has, but in a smaller size. Anything you want to elaborate on that, Chad? No, I think you've summed it up. Okay. <laughs> move forward. Uh, 
So as above, so below, as above, as below, so above. Uh, this maxim establishes that there is harmony between the physical plane, the mental plane, and the spiritual plane. Basically, this maxim means that everything, all planes of existence are connected and in correspondence. The macrocosm is in the microcosm and vice versa. In other, world, in other words, solar systems, societies, and life on Earth are all the same. So, okay, so this is... Uh a pretty big concept you know we think about uh the planets for example or the celestial as being out there you know we could go through a telescope we have our apps where we're seeing where the moon is the moon is in aries uh and we don't really often very much think about the solar system or these celestial bodies also being within so this concept of as above so below so below as above as below so above is basically saying that anything that you're going to see out there is also available inside and so this is where you start to really uh, see your macrocosm as this oracle uh the ability to um express itself just as the universe is expressing itself so i want to like bring something to you guys's attention that, you know, when you put your focus on something, let's say, um, I'll give you an example. I remember many years ago when I wanted to get a new car and I remember thinking, you know, I, I was at this cafe and I looked at this little black Audi that was parked on the side of the street. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's the car. So of course I go about my day and then moving forward over the next week all i could all i was seeing was this same black audi like everywhere it was almost as if it was magical that i now have somehow was getting this confirmation that this car was going to soon be mine which it eventually was um but this is what happens when you start to recognize the the um, relationship between the macrocosm and the microcosm is that you are calling in things vibrationally from the things that you are putting your attention to. So it's kind of like being affected by where the moon is, but it's also having an effect um, in the cosmos, but it's also having an effect inside of you. So if you've ever been affected by for this example, moon cycles, that is basically what this principle is saying. We say that's more uh, the true like law of attraction. Yes. Correspondence. Yes, absolutely. So law of attraction, meaning the law of cause and effect, basically anything like you want to be the cause because for every cause there must be an effect and so with the law of the law of attraction is basically based on that principle so the principle of correspondence of the kabbalion states that whatever we do at the micro level we will do at the macro level Therefore, even the smallest acts influence the grand scheme of our behavior. By doing anything, we also are doing everything. Thus, if you neglect an area of your life, you will most likely affect everything else. Hence, it's, it's a sort of butterfly effect. A little quote here from uh, the alchemist Isaac Newton. "'Tis true without lying, certain and most true, that which is below is like that which is above." And that which is above is like that which is below. You're saying that a lot tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I love that saying. Okay, so let's just break this down for a minute. Okay, so the Kabbalion, we talked about that in part one, um, the book that you need to pick up uh, by the three initiates. Uh, what do we do at the micro level? We'll, we'll do at the macro level. So this is where anybody who feels that they cannot impact the world, like to feel powerless or like a victim of circumstances is basically saying that they don't understand this specific principle because this principle says the exact opposite, that you as a microcosm are affecting things in the micro 
and the macrocosm. So we are all contributing to this world through energy because we are a microcosm. So I think this is important to uh, discuss because everybody has power. It's just that natural law hasn't been taught in schools. So therefore, it's very easy to believe or be lie, believe the lie that you don't have any power. You absolutely do. One of the sayings that we are um, indoctrinated with constantly, we hear parents say it, we hear people, you know, on a daily activity say it's is, uh, um, shit happens. So kind of instilling this idea that like, no matter what you do, like mm. shit will happen. You will just have chaos amongst you and you were just powerless within your daily, uh, daily lives from this, this chaotic happening of shit. And, uh, that's just how the dice is, you know, it's just how the dice rolls, like, you know, deal with the shit. Uh, when in reality, if you are very much in control of the shit happening, if you aren't taking control if you aren't paying attention uh, to the small details in your life and your your daily habits, then you are not going to be atten paying attention to the big details, the well, small things. Goes back to last week's into the big things with the principle of mentalism, like what you think about, what your mental body, how it is active, what it is uh, conjuring up, so to speak, is contributing to your experience. So we have to be very mindful, hence the universe is mental. Again, going back to uh, part one in this series, which you might wanna revisit if you're just tuning in to the, ep to the podcast here. Um, this is very important, you know, and we'll be talking more about this in the Inner Temple Magic Academy and some of the other good things we have coming up for you. Moving forward. Your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. We're just repeating ourselves here. <laughs> we can take the Kabbalion's principle of correspondence even further. Following the idea we mentioned above, we can affirm that the outer world tends to reflect our inner world. Thus, the thoughts and images that we have in our consciousness appear in many cases subconsciously in our external world. The mind is, takes everything as it is. In other, in other words, it's difficult for it to distinguish between illusion, faith, and reality. It confuses interpretations with facts and begins to recreate exactly what we're focusing on the most. Okay, this, this is huge. Well, this reminds me of um, like a month or so ago, we're, we're talking about unconsciousness and, uh, you know, subconscious, unconscious, and how the, un the unconscious takes everything literally it does not it doesn't uh it doesn't understand sarcasm or uh um, you know these these ways our conscious mind can trick itself it just takes everything completely literally well, going back to that episode and the divine mind, which we did a two-parter on that a few episodes ago uh, about the artificial feminine and, you know, we're filling our unconscious minds through the programs that we're watching, through the books we're reading, through the conversations we're having. So, you know, if we're not mindful about what we are downloading or uploading to our hard drives, then, you know, someone else will. So this is where we start to be more intentional about what we are consuming and what we are thinking about. Absolutely. The outer world reflects your inner scenery. Consider everything that's going on and that's good for you. Take a look at the beauty around you. Consider the joy, the love, the light, and the life that surrounds you. All this is a reflection of what's inside you. Mm -hmm. Likewise, we can say the same for whatever you consider bad. Therefore, unless you learn to face your own shadows, you'll continue to see them in others because the outside world is a reflection of the inside world. Wow. So this is, I feel like we need to like take this in like really deeply here and this 
such a beautiful image here just to really meditate on this. And you might even want to pause it, put on some meditation music and really sit with this because we are creators. We are co-creators of our own reality, whether it's outside you know, your front door or inside your home or inside of your body. And the more that we illuminate the inner world, the more that is reflected in our outer world. And so, I don't know. I mean, this is a good time. Maybe we all could take some inventory about yeah. our life. <laughs> you can take, take inventory about your life and it's, um, you know, you can question like, are these laws like, is this bullshit? Is this, you know, is this a thing? And, and uh, my, my challenge to you is to look at the outside world, turn on TV, sk skim through like news on social media and look just for a minute, just to see what this outer world is. So when you see the, 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 riots in Chicago and the rampages through Walmart and the, uh, you know, the, the school shootings, wars, all this, you know, horrible shit happening in the outer world. Like know that apply that to this principle and you see these people's inner worlds are full of darkness and, and shadows that aren't being confronted. And they're just spilling out into the streets, into each other, just like water molecules boiling, just, <laughs> just madness everywhere. You know, and it's not just one person. It's not even a handful of people. It's not even the, the elite or the dark psychologist. This is mankind has a shadow that has not been discussed, has not been looked at, has not been brought out of the unconscious and into the consciousness. So our work here at Sacred Anarchy, which is really about to become truly sovereign, free within, means that we will be facing the deepest, darkest parts of ourself if we truly want to shape a new world. And that means that we're going to have to be courageous enough to look at the parts of ourselves, the unintegrated parts of ourselves that we ignore, right? That we might not even know exist right now because we are consumed by our own distractions. You know, the cell phone, right? The, our, our digital tablets, uh, the news, uh, social media. There's so many ways that our attention is being pulled away from the person in the mirror and is instead being replaced by what is going on out there. And then what's going on out there now becomes part of the inner world of the individual who is entertaining that behavior. So this is, you know, a bigger conversation, but our behaviors, how we spend our past times, you know, I mean, you guys are listening to this uh, live cast for a reason, you know, your inner world is probably hungry for this kind of information. And why is it hungry for this information? Well, it's probably because your soul is craving this, you know, it's tired of the shit show. It's tired of the, uh, the distractions. It's tired of being busy all the time, hustling, grinding, you know, thinking that if we work harder, it'll happen faster. When what we're seeing here with this specific principle is that it's not about working harder. This is about you looking in the mirror and saying, what am I thinking about? What's going on in my inner world that is blocking the things that I say that I want, but yet don't ever show up? <laughs> Big no, thoughts? I, I think you're, you know, you're summing it up well. It's, <laughs> it's, it's something to, to ponder deeply and, and on a, daily you know hourly basis apply your yourself to it catch yourself um 
with your inner thoughts, catch yourself with the information that you're, you're allowing to, to, you know, affect those inner thoughts and how they're, you know, how they're manifesting in your, your personal world and then apply it to the people around you, your, your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors, you know, your community, your city, your state, country, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, we could do a little experiment, you know, for the next, you know, 24 hours, be very particular about what you're going to think about, you know, really don't just observe. This could be two parter, but if you wanted to, you know, spend 24 hours to observe your thoughts, that might be part one and be like, wow, I really think about a lot of <laughs> nonsense all day or whatever. But the main part of this uh, experiment would be more to be like, okay, well, I'm going to be intentional about what I'm going to think about. So what do I want to think about? And then take it a step further and be like, well, what is it that I want to see different in my life and then choose to think about the thoughts that align with that vision. And the more that you start to practice this way of going through the day, you know, even before I go to bed at night, I'm like thinking about what I want. I'm thinking about all the amazing things that I'm doing and how I get to wake up tomorrow and continue doing them. So um, again, this is a, a little challenge for everybody out there. If you really are serious about testing this principle. What else does this principle have to teach us? Let's, tell, let's find out. <laughs> the inner world is the world of your requirements and your energies and your structure and your possibilities that meets the outer world. And the outer world is the field of your incarnation. That's where you are. You've got to keep both going. As Navala said, the seat of the soul is there where the inner and outer worlds meet. It's a quote by Joseph Campbell. The inner world is the world of your requirements. And your energies and your structure are your possibilities that meet the outer world. So this is pretty deep. Um, and, you know, our inner world, if you really think about it, and that's your, you know, invisible world, that's your unconscious world um, coming to head with the conscious world. So you want your unconscious mind and your conscious mind to be in harmony. You want them to work together. You know, there's a visual that's coming to mind for those of you guys who used the tag, uh, it's the lover's card. So the lover's card kind of fits kind of perfectly in with this, uh, this quote here of the inner world and the outer world. So the conscious mind being the action, the masculine, and then the feminine archetype being the unconscious or subconscious. And then together, when they are working symbiotically, they create what is called the alchemical marriage. And that alchemical marriage is basically this explosion of energy where you become very electromagnetic. Uh, so I'm getting here that, you know, this seat of the soul, you know, this is where we tap into our magic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is true uh, manifestation. This isn't the the bullshit, you know, new age idea of manifestation of just wanting something to come into your life. This is like the deep connection, the seat of the soul, your thoughts, your energies, you know, combined with structure, meaning like how you're going to do it. How are you going to, Matt, how are you going to bring this thing into your outer world so that when they, when the, the thoughts and the energies your, and your plan for them all come together, the physical world responds because you have put so much energy into making it be like that is, you know, that is magic. I mean, okay, we just might have to share a little personal anecdote here because we're in the process of, you know, redesigning our backyard. It was just a real 
mess when we got this property. And, um, you know, Chad's been putting a lot of energy into finding the contractors. We've had to have some trees torn down and a deck built, a patio, all these different things. And there's a lot of moving parts. So, you know, he's put his, a lot of will, his will. Well, you'll hear us talk a lot about the divine will, capital W. And you can see now the, you know, through his efforts, uh, he's opened the floodgates. It's literally like the phone is ringing off the cook. We're coming tomorrow. It's done four hours later. It's, it's like, it, it is magic. I mean, are you feeling this way about how this house is coming together? It's like a Cars song. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, again, it's, it just, it didn't just happen. Mm -hmm. It was a process of looking at the project and thinking about mm -hmm. what it could be and how would I want it to be? And, you know, what's all the potential and, and starting to play with the ideas and looking at examples of pictures of, you know, on Pinterest <laughs> or magazines and looking at neighbors' homes and getting all those ideas and like working my mind up <laughs> into this fury until when I was ready to actually bring it into, you know, reality, I knew exactly what it was going to be like. So everything is coming straight out of my head into the physical world, exactly as I envisioned it to be. And, and I would even say even better. I mean, there's things where, uh, you know, uh, that have been more spontaneous. Like I found this bougainvillea plant and it was like, we thought it was going to go in the backyard, but then all of a sudden it wasn't getting enough sun. So then, you know, this creative spark came about and we decided to, you know, improvise. And now there's another feature to this outdoor area. So what I'm saying here is like, you don't need to know the whole details about our, our outside area. But the point of the matter is, is that once you ignite, once you've put in the intention and the visualization and the thoughts and the actions, and you start really harnessing and facilitating this energy in this invisible world so that the physical world can now reflect back what you've spent so much time crafting in the unconscious waters. And you too can have a bougainvillea. The inner world is the cause. The outer world is the effect. So in order to change the effect, you have to change the cause. Therefore, if it's if there's chaos in your outer world, that means there's chaos, there's chaos in your inner world. Likewise, if there is very little love in your outer world, you probably don't have too much love in your inner world either. Mm. This, uh, this is one I want to talk about. Um, because a lot of the the control over the population, a lot of the reason you do see chaos everywhere is because the the information sources, the media, um, constantly barrage you with just the effect. They don't ever get to the root cause of why there's a conflict in another nation or why there's a, an issue with, uh, um, you know, an environmental issue. They, they never want you to understand the law of cause and effect. They want you to just dwell in the land of effects that you are, you are completely powerless. So mm -hmm. what do you see when you look at, uh, you know, right wing news media, you see a bunch of talking heads um are called grifters talking about the problem mm -hmm. and how the, the the problem being the effect the problem being the left wing's fault you know they're the 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 problem and then if you turn on the left wing you know media it's the same thing it's a different talking head a different grifter you know making a living off of creating and and causing you know just uh continuing chaos and they're saying that it's the right wing that's the problem and the effect no no nowhere on a, an official source do you ever see anyone getting to the root cause of why the issue started never 
they don't want you to think that you that, that you have a, an ability to affect real change because if you know what the cause of the issue is you get the effect if you have a, a leak in your ceiling and instead of getting down to what's causing the leak why it's coming through the ceiling instead you just sit there and argue with each other over you know the carpet that's getting wet and is it the table's fault that the carpet's wet are we going to what are we going to argue about the carpet the chair the what's getting wet or that there's a hole in your roof which is the rain's coming from and you just need to fix the roof well you've made it's, it it's yeah. simple it's a yeah. simple analogy but that's where we are and, and, and apply it to everywhere you see it's it's just now you have millions of people on social media arguing with each other over the effects not the cause just the effects just bitching about effects well, get nowhere with that. And then therein, therein lies the root cause. So if our inner worlds are chaotic, then that's going to be reflected back in the outer world. So, so long as the talking heads and, you know, those consuming the talking heads, um, which are most podcasts that are political in nature and so forth, um, <clears throat> news media, propaganda, it's all creating more chaotic internal turmoil. So that so long as we're all feeling terrible inside about what's going on out there, we're perpetuating the effect. We're perpetuating the effect that we don't want. We don't want the world to be in chaos, but we continue to perpetuate it by consuming data and information um, that continues to harness chaos with yeah the, the system the system only exists if there is chaos so if you if you uh if you're looking for an answer from some government source some kind of like solution it's never going to happen because they only exist because of the chaos in fact they purposely want chaos in the streets in the schools in the country because that gives them a reason to exist you know talk about the hegelian dialect the uh the the process Pro of um uh um problem yeah problem reaction solution is is a way to break it down uh easily but you know they create the problem to get you to beg for the solution which the solution is always more government you know it's but it's always from the from the from the beginning it was a government problem to begin with like so the moral of the story here is that until the inner world which is the cause a priority we are not going to see the effect or the outer world change so we've got to now make the inner world the unconscious world, the feminine part of our being, which all of us have masculine and feminine energy, we need to make that a priority. And when we start to do that, which is why I gave that little challenge about your thoughts, right? Let's start to look at how we are perpetuating the inner chaos and start to repair the inner chaos. And then all of a sudden you start to see anxiety diminish, start to see health issues disappear. You start to feel calm again. You start to get back to this natural state. Our natural state is to be one with nature. Diggity. <laughs> to control your inner world, you have to try not to control the outside world. Instead, you have to start controlling your inner world if you want to control your outer world. Think about how your inner world is the place where you have the almost absolute power. Mm. However, outside of that power, although it's still influential, it's not as dominant. The principle allows us to stop looking for unique reasons to explain what happens to us in other places. Instead, it helps us realize that we'll find the real answers by looking inside. So again, you, you're you're fed this 
giant globe problem, you know, this global problem, global, global, uh, you know, global warming, climate change, this massive problem that like no individual is going to solve uh, the heating and cooling of the planet from the sun. It's, it's egotistical to think that, but you can change yourself in how you think about these things, how you act about these, you know, act, act according to these things, you know, don't try to swallow the big, the big picture, just work on the little things. Well, episode one of missing links, Greg Braden's show on Gaia will cover the climate change, climate change myth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, we're not getting into the politics of climate change. I'm just saying like, that's another, that's a huge yeah. thing that's fed to us to, uh, you know, dwarf us in the, in, in the, uh, in our, in our, but, in our little minds. Yeah. Kind of metaphorically speaking here, um, you know, we think about, okay. So the inner world has to do with the feminine. Okay. And that's the unconscious. It's the moon. It's the lunar energy which is very cooling. And then the solar energy or the conscious mind, uh, the action oriented, the effect is that solar energy, that's the heat. So it's kind of interesting metaphor here, this concept of, you know, just sticking with the global warming thing for a minute, like, okay, so the world is heating up. Well, how do we get the world to cool down? We focus on the inner world where it's cooler and we balance out that energy. How about that? Conscious waters. Look at us. Take a, <laughs> take a dip. The water's fine. <laughs> we're going to moon bathe and we're going to heal the planet. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can get on CNN and describe the solution. Like, Have you done your moon bathing today? <laughs> <laughs> it's another little um references tarot um the uh both both the tarot deck um the magician card the magus is literally hermes hermes trismegistus who is a messenger between the gods and mortals so as above so below um and the rider weight magician stands with his right arm stretched upwards towards the universe and the left arm pointing down towards earth. He connects the spiritual and the earthly dimensions acting as a bridge between the two to manifest his goals. I could even say that's the creating the rainbow bridge, creating the rainbow bridge between the lower and the upper worlds. You know, I think that is uh, symbolic of this magician card. You know, when you're able to, bring the higher worlds and integrate it into the lower worlds, you have what I call illuminated your Sophia light within. That is what's creating that magnetic energy that is calling the things in that you desire because your inner world is now uh, doing its proper job, which is to be the cause, to be the representation of the effect that you want to call in. Love it. Hermes. Hermes, as above, so below, as within, so without, as the universe, so the soul. Oh, what a beautiful the, little mandala we got there. He's got the sun and the moon. There it is, that lunar and solar energy when they come together. Look at, we could even say this little area here is the fire. This is the Sophia light within. So when you merge, you know, those two energies, you are the alchemist. You have uh, shaped and purified your philosopher's stone. You have become magnetic. You are now working your magic. A Graham Hancock quote, consciousness comes first while physical realms and beings are manifestations or projections of that primordial consciousness as above, so below, as many ancient wisdom traditions state. Consciousness comes first while physical realms yeah, and beings are manifestations. Cause and effect. Consciousness comes first. 
all physical realms and beings are manifestations or projections of that primordial consciousness. So, I mean, this kind of sounds like embodiment to me, like to become the embodiment of the manifestation that you would like to see in your life and in the world. And that embodiment, you know, even the word embodiment, it really does imply this feminine energy, but it's, I think it's first you have to, um, you know, to explore the inner world. First, we have to know, you know, what is it that we want to create? And then we can locate in our consciousness what potentially is blocking that manifestation, right? Is it a limiting, a limiting belief? Is it a negative thought? Is it a bad habit? Uh, is it a food? You know, is it, you know, what is it? Is it a trauma that hasn't been looked at? So all of these things that we've been like suppressing in the unconscious waters, you know, we could call these the, the, in the clopothic tree in the tree of life, um, the things that are trapped. And for whatever reason, we've been too, too scared to look at them. Uh, we want to just be better, but not do the work. So you hear a lot of people, especially in the spiritual industry, you know, I got to do the work, but that's very vague to someone that is unfamiliar of what the work is. So maybe we could elaborate a little bit on, you know, the great work as it pertains to this, uh, principle. Well, uh, Alistair Crowley referred to the great work as the union unification of opposites. So macro microcosm. And when I read this quote, it, it made me think of, um, of free will, mm. like the higher, the higher will, willpower and the, you know, Crowley's book of the law, do what thou wills shall be the whole of the law. Love under will, love is the law, love under will, you know, the law being natural law, do what thou willst, will that is your higher will. So, you know, if you want to manifest and bring that thing into physical reality, it has to be, you're going to have the most success if you're using your higher will for something you truly love that is in accordance and alignment with natural law. So all of those things in alignment energy put towards it, the, the mental energy that, you know, the, the, the conscious thought pull into reality. So in the sacred anarchy book, if you guys haven't picked up the, the new book that I've just released, um, we talk about this, uh, of understanding that if you are not in alignment with natural law and you're trying to bring something into existence, whatever it is, you're going to have to use force, right? Because you don't have access to your higher faculties. So this definition of the great work, according to uh, Alistair Crowley of this union of opposites, is if we, we've got to pull in that divine will, we've got to use our higher faculties to draw it in. And so if we don't have access, if we're cut off from our higher worlds, which to me, the higher faculties are divine will, intuition, and the higher mind. So if you ha don't have access to those three parts of your upper worlds, then you're going to be what I call an in, in the lower self enslavement camp, where you're kind of lodged into this um, more primitive or um, animalistic, so to speak, uh, egoic, maybe is a better word, um, uh, vibration. So then you have to use force and manipulation. Hopefully we've got some bells going off right now. We've got to use force and manipulation to sustain, uh, or to bring in that, that, which you want. So this is where you start to, you know, quote unquote, break natural law. You're now using force and manipulation where natural law is natural. There's no forcing. It's done in alignment. So the more that you are in alignment, the the less force you have to use. So that's why this concept of like, that's coming to mind is like hustling. It's like, you're trying to make something happen. But if you're in alignment with natural law, 
what you're doing is you're you're merging the higher worlds with the lower worlds and that's creating the spark but if you're stuck in the lower worlds you're using force and manipulation I, i'm going to get this done i got to do it i got to do it i got to do it and that's only going to propel you to have to sustain force and manipulation to even keep what you so-called created do you yeah. follow yeah <laughs> i'll i'll give it the street the street language uh, if you have to force and manipulate what you want to exist, because it's not in alignment with with nature, yeah. with the laws of the universe. You want the universe on your side. You can't beat the universe. Mm -hmm. But if you have to, if you have to force and manipulate like, what you want to into the world, what you want is bullshit. You want mm. bullshit. So <laughs> you shouldn't want bullshit. You should reconfigure your whole worldview what you find important mm -hmm. in life what you know what is it that you really desire and is it is it moral or is it immoral and is it is really gonna satisfy you is it really gonna fulfill is it gonna yeah. satiate have, you? yeah does it have sustainability for mm -hmm. you as a person yeah and usually it's it's not yeah yeah definitely not There can be no outer change until there is first an inner change. As within, so without. Everything we do unaccompanied by a change of consciousness is but futile readjustment of surfaces. However we toil or struggle, we can receive no more than our subconscious assumptions affirm. So we've got to do the inner work. We have to make the internal changes. So what are these internal changes? Right? A belief is not a truth because if it was a truth, you would know it. So belief is still holding on to some kind of identity. I call these egregores, um, trying to sustain something. So in order to truly do inner work, we have to look at what we have um, associated ourselves with, right? The, it's, and so to speak, like the costume that we are wearing, and then we have to take off the costume. And this is where we start to get naked with ourselves, metaphorically, you know, the world card here in the tarot, getting naked with yourself, and then really looking at who you really are at the core. What are the costumes? And when you take off the costumes, what's left? Yeah, it's, you're, you're saying belief, you know, your beliefs. Um, and again, to, to re reiterate from uh, last week's um, episode, like natural law doesn't require your belief. Mm -hmm. It just exists. It's like gravity. You don't have to believe in it, but if you try walking off the ledge of a building, you will drop. <laughs> it's just what it is. So again, if you're not if you're not fixing that which you desire, that the thoughts that are in your head, that which you love, and, and refocusing your 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 mind in a in a accordance with natural law to physically manifest what you really want um you're not going to have any luck the it's just a you said a futile readjustment of surfaces you're not making any true inner change so how could you ever expect to see any true outer change it's it's laughable when you really think of this simple simple law of cause and effect like it's it's really really simple but people try to trick it all the time they try to like you know uh said back to force manipulation that you know they they want um they really want a car so um maybe they'll just do a little side hustle and you know <laughs> sell someone this thing that's not really good for the other person they'll make a little money there and then they'll 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 do a little you know maybe a little con over here a little white lie to get a little more money here and, and they'll slowly you know manipulate the 
the funds into existence to have this car that they didn't really need in the first place. And then you know, they just readjusted their their uh, the surfaces a little bit, and then they get you know in trouble with a person or entity, whatever, because they've they've manipulated reality to suit themselves. They've they've done something that's immoral. You know, the morally relative. Uh, get the car, the car breaks down, and it's, it's a lemon. <laughs> well, I was, I was thinking more of like someone comes and breaks their legs because they ripped them off, and some. <laughs> and they can't drive yeah. now anyway. Oh gosh, <laughs> level thought. Well, I'm from New York. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next slide here. Okay, so um, I created this quiz. Um, you guys really loved it. I, I, a lot of you guys have already taken it, um, but I want to, for the new listeners or for those of you guys who didn't get to it last time, uh, on the website, I have the natural law alignment quiz, which basically, as you guys are learning over the next several uh, live casts, uh, what each of these uh, principles, these hermetic principles that make up natural law, what they are and what they represent. So if you take the quiz, you can take it many times, depending on, you know, maybe in a month you have a different situation, but it's going to let you know which one of these hermetic principles are you most out of alignment with? And then it'll get some information on what to do next. So let me go ahead and give you guys the link. Uh, you can take the natural law uh, alignment quiz at sacredanarchy.org forward slash natural dash law dash quiz. And if you're here, you can take a little screenshot grab that. Uh, it's absolutely free. And then I also, as I mentioned at the very beginning of our live cast today, uh, we'll continue on with uh, the next hermetic principle in our next episode. But until then, we'd love for you to join our parallel society. So sacred anarchy society. Um, also free to join, join thousands of members and set up your profile and let's connect. So this is a sacred holding space for open-minded individuals to support each other and become students of the mysteries. You can join the Sacred Anarchy Society at sacredanarchy.org forward slash society. And then finally, if you've missed any of our live casts, you can watch any of the presentations that are archived inside of the Sacred Anarchy Mystery School. You can set up a free membership by going to sacredanarchy.org. All right. Any final words before we wrap up today's live cast, Chad? Change, change your cause and change your effect. You know. Thanks for joining. Subscribe and share. Uh, as always, I own me, you own you. Agape. Till the next time. See you guys next week. Bye now. <laughs>